Hello, my friends, and welcome no, to The What If Project. My name is Glenn Siepert. I am host, and it is officially 2021. It is officially season four of the show, and uh, it is officially episode number 131. And here's the deal. Right now, uh, while I'm recording this, it is 11 o'clock at night on December 30th. Everybody in my house is asleep except me. And I have decided to kick off the 2021 season uh, with just me, me and the microphone. Uh, So you're stuck with me. (laughs) You're stuck with me today. Uh, To be honest, I had planned for today to be the first part of a four-part series for January on mental and uh, emotional health. Because I think coming out of 2020, that's something that we we all could probably use. Uh, But I decided to scrap the series, the whole series. Like just put it through the shredder. And I also had planned to do a a Black History series in February. And then a special series on deconstruction for Lent. Uh, We were going to do a series on Paul, the Apostle Paul in April. Uh, about how the Apostle Paul is actually a progressive theologian. Uh, In May, we were going to do a series on the Gnostic Gospels. Then in June, for Pride, we were going to do an LGBTQ series. And in the summer, we were going to tackle purity culture. So I had like all these series lined up. And if you've been around here for a while, you know that that's how we usually roll here on the podcast. I used to be a pastor. And so I would always do sermon series. And I guess that kind of stuck with me. Uh, launching this this podcast. Like last year, we had uh, Women's Voices You Need to Hear, uh, Deconstructing Easter, uh, LGBTQ Inclusion, Summertime Conversations. We just had all these cool chats over the summer. Uh, in the fall, we did To Hell with Hell. It was a whole series on the doctrine of hell, which didn't cause any problems, of course. Uh, Good News for All People, we did for Christmas. And so I plan to keep this this rolling in 2021, but I scrapped all of them. Like I threw, threw them all out, and I have decided just this week to do no series in 2021, but to do all individual episodes that aren't part of any particular series. But but why, right? Like like why the change? Well, there's there's a bunch of reasons, but there's three uh, things in particular. So number one, sometimes when I'm talking to somebody, knowing that their conversation will fall into a particular series, like on hell or the Bible or whatever, I feel very much tied to the topic. In other words, like if the guest goes starts going down this road that maybe is really good, 
but potentially feels like it might go off topic for the series, I almost feel this need to like rein it back in. Like say to the guests, like, hey, we could talk about this another time. Let's table this and keep on topic. But that could really silence something really important that this person has to share. And who knows when or if we'll ever speak again, right? And so I guess I want the conversations this year to feel uh, a bit more organic and maybe less controlled uh, as I try to jam them into a particular series. Number two, I tend to record things really far in advance, which sometimes I think uh, upsets my guests because sometimes I'll, I'll record an episode like six months in advance, knowing that I have a series down the road and I I have to have this particular conversation at a time when it fits this person's schedule. And they're like, so when is this going to drop? And I'm like, oh, it's like six months from now. So I, I tend to record really far in advance. But sometimes I'll have this like conversation that I really want to play ASAP because it might fit with something that's going on in the world. But I also realize at the same time that if I'm in the middle of a series pausing that series to roll this random episode might throw off the rhythm of that series. Uh, for instance, th this happened uh, with a few episodes that I played in, in November that revolved around the topic of uh, like activism and racial injustice. I actually had those episodes recorded in maybe like July or August, but we were getting ready to enter into this series on hell for September and October. And so I sat on these episodes until November. And although I think they were they were good and they were they were helpful, they weren't, I don't think, quite as relevant as they would have been over the summer, like in the aftermath of George Floyd, when people were asking all these different questions that I think the episodes might have had uh, maybe more immediate answers for in the moment. So that's the second reason. Third thing, maybe... I kind of want to do some, I don't know, some of these solo episodes this year where I kind of sit down with you like we're doing today and just share with you something that's on my heart that I've been thinking through, kind of mulling over. And I used to do that a lot back in season one. If you go back to the first season, there's a bunch of episodes with just me uh, kind of chatting with you here in front of the microphone. And I've done it a few times since then, but I think I might make it a more regular thing this year, maybe every couple months or something, maybe even do like a, a midweek check-in episode where it's just kind of you and me chatting here on, on the mic, maybe talk about a book that I'm reading or a particular story in the Bible that I'm, I'm rethinking. Um, I don't know. You know, we'll see. Try not to, to tie myself down to any uh, kind of plan uh, so I can kind of roll with a spur-of-the-moment uh, thought. And that's, that's what I want to do today. So today what I want to do is I want to share with you something I've been thinking about for a while. And I, I've really felt recently the need to say it in a very definitive and uh, public way. And it's something that's really personal, really important to me uh, in my own spiritual evolution. And I sense that it might be helpful maybe to some other people as well who, who are listening and also, I think it's going to provide a little bit of, of clarity about what we're doing here on this podcast and where we're kind of headed as we roll into uh, 2021. Now, if you go all the way back to episode number one, from the very first episode of this podcast, 
I said that the goal, the goal of this podcast, this movement, this ministry, if you want to call it that, that makes my skin crawl a little bit, but if you want to call it that, cool, whatever you want to call it. I said that this was a lifeboat of sorts that follows behind the cruise ship of evangelicalism, uh, an institution that I grew up in, an institution that I was educated in. I have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and a doctoral degree from an evangelical institution, an institution I was employed by, um, an institution that I was in many ways a, a poster child for. So if you imagine like the evangelical church to be a a party cruise, right? Like everybody's having fun. There's food and there's drinks and there's laughing and there's dancing like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is a rage. Like it is just, it's nuts. But then imagine that not everybody on the ship is having a good time, right? Because there's some people who got on the ship thinking it was going to be awesome. It was going to be amazing that they would fit right in with the way that everybody thinks, the way everybody votes, the way everybody believes. Except now, after all these months or these years of growing up in this system, on this ship or whatever, they find themselves in a place where they don't fit in and they're not having fun. They feel like their minds maybe have expanded. They feel like they don't, they don't believe what everybody else believes. They feel like they've got questions and doubts where everybody else around them has these assurances and this certitude. Certitude, is that a word? I don't know. Certainty, whatever. They feel like everybody around them has got it together, but inside they're like, I have no idea what's going on, right? And so they, they jump ship or maybe they get pushed off or maybe they get thrown off by an elder board in the church or a self-appointed gatekeeper who's made it his or her like lifelong mission to shine the spotlight on, on the heretics. We've all run into those people, right? Because maybe they saw the party differently than everybody else. Maybe they weren't comfortable with what everybody else considered to be normal. And so they found themselves down in the water, drrowning, calling out for help as the, the good ship evangelicalism kind of sailed off into the horizon. You see, the What If Project is a lifeboat trailing behind that ship. And it's picking up those people who jumped off or they were thrown off because, because they didn't fit in. We try to provide a, a space here for people to breathe, to kind of catch their breath, to to dry off, to find a place to, to grow and to ask questions and to, to doubt without fear of judgment and shame and ridicule and being slammed over the head with a Bible. You could even say that we're, we're like a small tribe, right? That's like wandering around in the wilderness and we're, we're loudly declaring that it's okay to not fit in back aboard the ship, back in the promised land. Where, where the church, as many of us know it here in North America, is telling people 100% with all the certainty in the world who God is and how God works and what to believe and how to pray and what not to believe and how to live and who to love and how to vote and all of these things. There's a story 
in the Bible I've been thinking about uh, over the last, I'd say probably since early summer, I've been kind of bouncing this around in my head. But it's found in the book of Matthew um, in the Bible. And it's uh, it's about a man named John the Baptist. Now, I want to read it for you really quick. Um, I have my actual Bible here, real pages um, in front of me. But it comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 3. And we pick up the story. We'll go we'll start in verse we'll start in verse one. This is a story of John, John the Baptist. Uh, Matthew, whoever wrote this, says, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair. He had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all of Judea and all the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not think think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the tree, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering the wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Now, people, (laughs) there's, there's a lot here that we can talk about. Uh, there's a lot of questions that might even come up in your head, especially all the talk about fire and wrath and all these different things. But what I want to point out to you, what's really jumping out at me these last six months or whatever, is that John was calling people out of the city of Jerusalem and into the wilderness, right? Verse 1 says he was preaching in the wilderness, Verse 5 says that people came out to him, meaning they left where they were in the city and came out to where he was in the wilderness. And what's really astonishing to me regarding the story is that the wilderness is where the people of Israel wandered for 40 years, right? Back in the book of of, uh, Exodus, we see the people of Israel wandering around the wilderness for 40 years before God finally let them into the promised land, where they were finally able to settle down as a nation, establish a temple, and really finally solidify themselves as God's chosen people in the world. But then here comes John, and he deliberately calls them out of that place, out of the city, out of the promised land, out of their place of comfort, out of the place they called home, out of the place where the the rest of their tribe was, 
out of the place that was filled with the answers and the assurances of the temple and their holy books and their religion and their teachers. And he calls them back out to the place of the unknown, back to the wilderness, back to the place where they wandered, back to the place where they doubted God for for 40 years where they complained and they wrestled with God. You see, essentially what, what he does is he he cuts the chains that were keeping them bound to what they have, they've always known. And, and he gives them this freedom to, to jump ship and to swim and, and to dare to think, to believe, and to live differently. And Matthew has a special word for this. He says that, that John called them to repent which ultimately means to change one's mind or to turn, to turn away from one thing and to turn towards something else. And so much like John the Baptist, what I've been thinking about is that the What If Project is, a, is like a voice in the wilderness. It's a voice calling people, welcoming people, ushering people, wooing people out of their comfort a voice calling people away from their securities and their, their answers and their assurances. A voice inviting people to wonder if maybe, just maybe, what if there's more to God, more to faith, more to Jesus, more to the Bible than we've all been taught to believe? What if there's more to this Jesus guy than just believing the right things about him so in this life so that in the next life we can get some kind of reward? And, and I'm telling you all of this because in 2020, I had people actually tell me, email me, message me, whatever. Tell me verbally to my face. <laughs> Suggest, and this, this is a quote, that maybe it's time for me to come back in from the wilderness. To come back to the church. I haven't been to church in three years, by the way. Come back from the wilderness. Come back to the church. Come back to the promised land. Call people to follow me back aboard the ship. To come back up to the party to see what God is doing under the party lights on deck as the music blares and the people dance and drink and have a good time. And so people have suggested that my, my time out in the wilderness here was cute, it was nice, but now it's time to, to be grown up and to come back home, to rebuild bridges and to join God and whatever he's doing on the ship as if God isn't really doing anything at all out here in, in, in the wilderness. And I gave this some serious thought. I, I really did a lot of soul searching over these last months, especially being home during the pandemic, just a lot of time to, to think about some different things. And after giving it thought, I, I want to make something really clear as we go into season four of this podcast, as we start 2021. I want to say loud and clear that I have no intention of coming back in from the wilderness. None at all. And I will continue to position myself personally and our episodes and our blog posts and, and everything that this podcast generates to be a voice in the wilderness, 
that challenges the status quo of the promised land. That challenges the the party that's raging aboard the ship. That challenges the doctrines, the theologies that oppress and, and shame. That challenges the exclusivity of evangelicalism, which often positions itself as having this corner market on God and Jesus and the way to heaven. And I will continue to provide a place for the people who jumped off the ship or thrown off the ship, whatever, to give them a place to dry off, to find their voice, to be accepted for who they are, whoever they are, wherever they've come from, where they are, without fear of judgment or shame or or ridicule that often comes from those aboard the ship who think they have it all together. And so today, what I wanted to do, I wanted to say that, and maybe in the process of saying that, sort of reset the expectation of of what we do here and uh, what we're all about at the What If Project. Maybe this is your first time here. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the to the show. And I hope that it can encourage you. Because, because hear, hear this, if you're a wilderness wanderer, if you've jumped off the ship, thrown off, there is no reason for you to chase after the ship and try to climb back on board. You don't have to, you don't have to chase the ship down. You don't have to try to scurry back and, hey, uh, I, I'm sorry I jumped off. I'm, I, I'm, uh, help me get back up. You don't have to do that. But you see, that's not what those aboard the ship want you to think, right? Because they're going to say, oh, you've gone astray. They'll say the devil's got a hold of your life. They'll say that you've turned your back on God. You've gone off the deep end. They'll talk all about you and your being on a slippery slope. They'll talk all about it behind your back. But, but those are all fear tactics. So one thing I've learned out here, that's all fear. I used to be, I used to be that person on the ship. And that's all fear tactics, all meant to kind of beat you back into, into submission, uh, keep you in line prevent you from speaking up, speaking out against the system, against the machine. See, the reality is that there's no reason for you to try to climb back aboard the ship if everything within you is screaming that you need to walk away. You see, it's, it's okay to be down here in the waves. Aboard the ship, they want you to think that you're in trouble. You're not. It's okay to be down here in the waves. It's okay to be soaking wet. It's okay to be dripping with doubts, dripping with questions, dripping with concerns about what's happening back up on the deck of the ship, what's being taught, what's being preached, what people are being taught, how to live and how to vote and all these different things. It's okay to question those things and to not be okay with what's happening under those lights amidst all the singing and dancing and laughing and screaming and the good time that everybody seems to be having. It's okay to critique the system. It's okay to critique the machine, the ship, the church. And the truth is that at times doing that is going to be incredibly lonely. But it's my hope that our our podcast here can provide you some sense of camaraderie. A sense that you're not alone. The awareness that there are other people out here in the water with you. 
other people who are, are wandering out to the wilderness to repent, to change their mind, to change the, the things that they're living for, to, to maybe even change the trajectory of their life and of generations to come after them and their families. And you know what? Here's something to consider, and I'm really just learning. Sometimes in order to clear your head, to rethink things, to repent, to change your mind, sometimes you have to turn your back on the tribe. To, to walk away from those that you have walked with for so long aboard the ship. Sometimes the best way to gain some clarity, to evolve, to grow, to move forward, is to step away from and beyond that which you've always known. Brian McLaren, a really great author, he's had a, a big impact on, on my life. He's become a friend of mine uh, since I've started this podcast. But he has, he has a brand new book uh, coming out January 5th. I'm actually talking to him uh, next week to record an episode that we'll be releasing probably the, the week after. Um, usually I have everything planned. Like I have my series planned, like I said, I don't. So I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to drop that episode yet, but it'll be in January sometime. But the book is called uh, Faith After Doubt. It has this really great quote. I want to read it for you real quick. Uh, he says, thinking, it turns out, is a social act. And to think freely, to think differently, to think independently, you sometimes need to escape from the herd. If you can't get physical distance from your clan, tribe, herd, or hive, you'll at least need to create some emotional distance. The more I feel in sync with the group, the more guarded I feel, and the harder it is for me to speak or even consider ideas that don't fit in. He says this, A friend once asked me what it's like to be part of a group where I'm not respected or even wanted, and I replied, When I'm with them, I feel like I'm thinking in molasses, right? Thinking in this like thick substance where your ideas just aren't able to generate. I get that, right? Don't you? Don't you get that? Don't you feel that? Sometimes you have to jump ship, guys. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you have to jump ship. Sometimes you've got to walk away from all that you ever knew. Sometimes you have to cut loose from the tribe so you can feel more free to ask questions, to, to voice ideas, questions, doubts that you were always taught were forbidden and off limits. The things that will only get you shamed and ridiculed if you're aboard the ship. And so my hope is that the, the What If Project can kind of be this, this safe place for you. A safe place place to, to, to be alone, to think, to process, to doubt, to question. And then also when you're ready to get maybe connected with some new people who are on the, the, the same kind of journey as you, asking the, the same kinds of questions. And so that's what I, I want to close with today is I want to uh, give you like an invite of sorts, I guess. We, we have a couple of opportunities for uh, community here with the podcast. And uh, maybe you want to get involved in 2021. I would be honored for you to be part of one of them or all of them. But the first one is a, a closed Facebook group. And uh, it's called the What If Project Community. And uh, honestly, this has become one of my favorite places to connect with 
uh, every day. We have about 250 people in it. And uh, it's a safe place where everybody's welcome. It's a place where um, people share what's going on in their lives, maybe share their questions, their doubts, the, the trauma that they've experienced aboard the ship. Uh, a lot of our, our guests on the podcast are actually part of the group, so sometimes they'll chime in and answer people's questions. Uh, it's a place where people share resources that have maybe helped them on their journey. And the best part is, is that there's no ridicule, no shame, no Bible beating, no evangelizing. No one's trying to convert anybody or shame anybody into believing a certain way. Everybody's welcome. And no idea is a stupid idea. So again, it's called the What If Project Community. Uh, I'll put the link to it in the show notes. Second is a is a Marco Polo group that is for uh, patrons who sign up on Patreon, patreon.com slash whatifproject. Uh, if you're a $12 a month or higher supporter of the show, you get access to this, to this group. We've got about, uh, I think, 10 or 15 people in the group. And uh, right now we, we send video messages back and forth throughout the week. Uh, some people go on there and they share when they're going for a walk or a drive to work. My wife is always sharing when she's making dinner at night. Uh, we share our questions and our, and our doubts and the highs and the lows of life. And we ask for prayer. We encourage each other. It's, it's this wonderful thing to be able to actually see people kind of sharing throughout their, their day, to be able to see them and you know, look, look in their eyes in a way and kind of just get to know them in a more personal, personal way. And uh, that group, even though I haven't met anybody in that group physically, except obviously my wife, uh, some of these people, I feel like they're like my closest friends. And uh, some people live in Canada. We've got somebody in uh, Norway. We have people in various parts of the U.S. It's, it's awesome. So, so get connected. You have a personal invite for me to get plugged in into one or both of these places. And for the Marco Polo group, like if you can't swing $12 a month or you just don't want to support the show in that way, you can't, you don't want to, whatever, I'll let you in anyway. There are actually, there are people in that group who don't support on Patreon at all, but they ask to be involved because they're looking for community. Uh, they're down in the water and they feel alone. And that's something I'll never, ever say no to. So if you want to jump on board that, shoot me a message uh, on Facebook or whatever. Happy to send you the link and to uh, to, to invite you in. So uh, that brings me to a, a few other things real quick. Uh, Patreon, I mentioned patreon.com slash whatifproject. It's a place where you can go to support the show financially. So there's different tiers, $3 a month up to $20 a month, uh, a bunch of different tiers in between. Every tier gets its own reward whether it's a, a bonus blog post, entrance into Patreon, a book I send you in the mail, all sorts of things. It's a monthly subscription type thing. So $3 a month, $7, $12, whatever. You can make your own tier. Uh, but if you find that this podcast has been helpful, uh, that's just a way to support it. And the money it's, the money goes towards uh, different things for the podcast. So obviously it costs money to host the podcast on the internet, uh, the website, different things like that. Uh, every year, I act, I take a trip to the Wild Goose Festival in uh, North North Carolina. It's kind of a progressive 
gathering of spiritually minded people who are trying to uh, make a difference in the world uh, with the love of Christ. And so people come together and I get to go to that uh, with the money that comes from Patreon. It pays for my ticket, uh, my gas, my food, my hotel, stuff like that. So if that's something you want to contribute to, uh, again, the link will be in the show notes, patreon.com slash whatifproject. If you don't want to do a monthly thing, uh, maybe you just found something helpful and you're like, you know what? This episode was really helpful. I wish I could take Glenn out for coffee and we could talk more about it. If you go to buymeacoffee.com slash whatifproject, uh, you can go there and you can drop, you can you can buy me a coffee. That's what it's called, buymeacoffee.com. And uh, you can drop $5, $10, whatever. And uh, maybe one day when the pandemic is over and life somewhat goes back to normal, whatever that might be, we can actually grab that cup of coffee. But it's just a place where some people don't want to do a subscription. They don't want to have seven bucks come out of their checking account every month. I get that. No worries at all. But if you find something particularly helpful, a blog post, an episode, and you're like, man, that was really good. I want to throw five bucks at that, 10 bucks, whatever. You can do that at uh, buymeacoffee.com slash project. We also have the Heretic shop. So if you want to buy some hoodies, t-shirts, stickers, all sorts of stuff, uh, there's stuff there, uh, the Heretic shop. So anyway, that's all from my advertisements. That's all I wanted to say today. Uh, this is episode number 131. It is the very first episode of season four of 2021. Uh, we're aiming for a new year. Hopefully, I trust it will be much better than 2020. Uh, we'll see what the upcoming month and months bring. Uh, but my friends, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you for those of you who have been around for three seasons, uh, for 130 episodes, who keep coming back week after week, and you share the episodes, and you reach out to me with your words of encouragement. Uh, I love you all. And even though I don't know many of you, have never connected with many of you, I feel like we're a family down here in the water <laughs> as the ship pulls away into the horizon uh, and we are splashing around trying to get into this lifeboat and row ourselves to land. Uh, I feel like we're connected. I feel like we're all one. And uh, I'm very grateful to be on this journey with you. And uh, 2021, we have some good conversations coming up, uh, even this month. So I'm looking forward to it. And um, until next time, my friends, be safe and Happy New Year. Wish I had a mansion. Wish I was dressed in something fancy. Wish I on a pot on some gold with the rainbow by the time Clancy. Wishing I had no debt. Maybe then I can't flex. Go and hit a run, I'm a check. Wish I had no other sand, most beat, I'm a chest. Wishing for my people. Wish I had more better leaders. Have enough to make our own land. Name my own beach and we bring our own sand. Where we live is so bland. So much for high on demand. Tiptoe around through and high lows. Feel like James Brown, love we go ahead and dance. Let me talk. At the end of the day, we know who's at a fault. We got our hands up, ready for a box. Undisputed, got the own lock. Champion, go ahead, call the ambulance. So we said our own ambience. Dub TTG, train to go. Let's talk, no rambling. Wishing I had something foreign. Wishing I had something foreign. Knowing that I can afford it. Knowing that I can afford it. It's real love, it's real love. But I just ignore it. It's all love, it's all love. But I just ignore it. 
Wishing I had something foreign, wishing I had something foreign. Knowing that I can afford it, knowing that I can afford it. It's real love, it's real love, but I just ignore it. It's all love, it's all love, but I just ignore it. Wish I had red bottles on my feet, everything falls on me. Then I start clicking my heels to the ride, it is beat neat. Ever wanna follow my speed? Let's close those more keys. Carolina Rose on freeze. Wishing I could fly to the keys. That will be more free. Something in my mind hit the dough. Put on my fresh fit. Toast Sir Charles, let's go. We about to go and get it. Let me talk. At the end of the day, we know who's at a fault. We got a hands up, ready for box. Undisputed, got the own lot. Champions. Wishing I had something foreign. Wishing I had something foreign. Knowing that I can afford it, knowing that I can afford it. It's real love, it's real love, but I just ignore it. It's all love, it's all love, but I just ignore it. Wishing I had something foreign, wishing I had something foreign. Knowing that I can afford it, knowing that I can afford it. It's real love, it's real love, but I just ignore it. It's all love, it's all love, but I just ignore it. I wish.